0: Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self care, self love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Today's riff is Are You On the Right Train? Riding on the Urge. These episodes feature people who are doing their thing, they follow their heart and their passion, and they create how they want, what they want, when they want. And they are riding on the right train. Today's spotlight is Mario Sprouse. But before I bring my guest on, there's some stuff I want to tell you about happening in February and March. Chill down, chill out, chillax, renew. Renew my end-of-the-month virtual Stress Busters guided meditation class. That's Sunday, February 28th at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come chill out. It's 30 minutes. Hang out. Relax. Just let go. And on March 14th, I am excited to present my new workshop called Gratitude is the Love Frequency. Gratitude is the love frequency that is a guided meditation and journaling workshop. When we shift our focus to being grateful and appreciative throughout more of our day, it's a game changer. Gratitude resides within the love frequency. You cannot be stressed, anxious, angry, fearful, or doubtful. When you exercise and practice gratitude, it is a way to open our hearts to what is working in our lives and shifts the focus away from our seemingly never-ending problems, as well as being an amazing gift to ourselves in self-care and self-development like begets like. The more gratitude we allow ourselves to feel, the more good feeling vibes and things we experience and share. So please don't miss this. Get your tickets now. The link is in the show description. So you can click right on that and go right to the workshop and see more details about it. So March 14th, Gratitude is the Love Frequency, February 28th. Chill down, chill out, chillax, renew. End of the month, Stress Busters Guided Meditation virtual group class. I hope you join me. You can find out about that on my website. And without further ado, here we go. But that is such a misnomer. Yes, it is a challenging field, but I would imagine if you are trying to become a scientist in a particular field of science yep. that, that there's challenges there too. They're just challenges, period. That's so, it. you know, to make one thing worse than other things is also going to stymie you, especially if that's yep. what you want to do, but yep. you're not going to do it because you've heard of, uh, you know, all these people talking about how hard it is, how rough it is, yada, yep. yada, yada, yada. I mean, the thing about, and you know this, I mean, as long as I've been, A creative person which has been my whole life yeah i you know there have been lots of times when i didn't know how i was going to get across that chasm but i got across the chasm Mm -hmm. so you know the thing is that you will get across and it's what you said earlier which i love so much about being on this planet and not thinking you have the equipment to handle what comes your way
1: yeah yeah, and it, the, the, those, wow. That's that's exactly that's exactly right. And when you, when you realize it, if just ask one or two more questions, and you'll see the folly of it. So if mm. if there is if artists are not going to be making any money, and you don't want to do that, what my response is then when it was open, go to Broadway on a Wednesday, right around matinee time. The streets are filled with people taking kids to see a Broadway show.
0: Right, when well we had Broadway, yes.
1: Now, it's packed with people to hit that two o'clock show. Can right. you imagine somebody spending 110 or $150 or whatever it is to take somebody to see a show and then say, but you don't want to be a dancer.
0: <laughs> but some people do do that.
1: But I know, and that's the folly <laughs> of it. That's the folly. But,
0: right, because, right, you are paying because I think it's $200. Yeah, exactly, right. People are putting out that kind of money to see talent, but you would discourage somebody from that lifestyle. Right. It, that doesn't yeah, make any sense. It, it's, it's the it's <laughs> it the hypocr- no hypocrisy in it. But you know that it's based in fear. It's based in That's fear and also just having an idea on what things should be. And there is no things should be. Things mm-hmm. are. And so... Yeah. How do you Things make the, how do you make the best of that? How do you how do you take the clay? What are you gonna make from the clay? And I keep coming back to pandemic because, you know, people want to be back to normal, and mm-hmm. and there will never be normal you know and Mm -mm. normal didn't work for a whole lot of people that's the other thing too Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know there are a lot of people that don't want normal they would so i think that we individually and collectively need to really rethink what we think is normal and maybe not ask for that but maybe ask for a world where everybody can thrive everybody can thrive and that means yourself as well. But, yeah. but, but I want to kind of go back a little bit, Mario. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's funny when I sit down to talk to people, usually I take people through their lives in terms of their journeys yes. in regard to art or whatever they're creating in the present moment. But what I loved about just how this conversation flowed is that, you know, the audience gets to hear what I've been lucky to hear for 20 years you know, in terms of the the insight and the depth of wisdom that you possess and that Mm. you easily share with with all of us. You've named all of the many, many, many things that you do at the beginning of this. You talked about running track in school. Were you always a musician?
1: Yes, I started out as a child. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I hope. Dropped on the planet as an adult. No, As
0: an adult, right?
1: (laughs) I began playing uh, studying piano when I was seven. My brother was taking piano lessons at our home. Uh, and I saw him taking a lesson and I went over to the piano. I remember this distinctly pressing the key, you know, bang, 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 and saying, I want to do this. And my parents had the foresight to say, let's get him piano lessons. He wants to play, let him play. Now wow. my mother was not in the arts. My father would sing. He, he loved to sing and sang in choirs and corrals and did solo shows in Harlem in the 30s and 40s and 50s and all of that. Um, And so there was music all around the house all Mm. of the time. But I started at seven. At age 13, by the time I got there, having studied for six years, I formed a band along with two other guys on the block called uh, the G-Claps or some whatever (laughs) name it was at that time in (laughs) junior high school. The G-Claps. And I knew that I wanted to play piano and to write music, and I was having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, And then I went on to high school. I didn't take any music courses in high school, but I knew that I was firmly in it. The band that I had formed had grown and I I was writing, uh, doing all of the arrangements I was performing uh, with that band. By the time I got to college, I knew that I wanted to major in music. Mm. And so I did. Uh, I didn't have a sub-major. I didn't apply to any other college than City College and got into that department. I
0: I went there too.
1: Yes, back in the, in the in the old days. In the old days. <laughs> Before there was tuition. Before there was tuition, it's exactly right. It was free. So uh, I knew that's where I wanted to go. But at the same time, I was a product of my times. I went to college from 1966 through 1970. And so all of what we know about the modern civil rights movement between Montgomery in the late 50s and uh, king's assassination in 68 and after occurred in the time i was in school wow so during that time the songs that i was writing were revolutionary songs the songs about uh, liberation or songs about freedom mm-hmm. and a bunch of other you know sick heart you know love love <laughs> songs and heart songs and my my heart just broke because i miss you baby song <laughs> but the thing is i kept kept writing kept doing what I was doing. Now at the same time on a parallel track, I had become the assistant director of the Upward Bound program at Columbia University. Because the other two the other thing that I really loved doing was helping people mm-hmm. in education. And so that's what I did from nineteen sixty eight when I started working at Columbia University until nineteen seventy four when I left and went back again in the summer of seventy seven. It was to help people uh, at, who were in, at risk but smart mm. to get uh, into uh, higher education. And I did that for a, for a good number of years and was very good at it, I say, not, not as a, a patting myself on the back so much, but it was a time when you wanted to see people going off. They, they were often the first person in their family to go to college, the first person in their mm. family to get out of high school, the first person in their family to do any higher education. And so I wanted to be a part of that. And I was still doing music, but doing that as well. In 1973, I couldn't figure out why people were applying to colleges and that had and had not really researched it. Mm. Uh, we had a, at the program, we had a college uh, counselor who just quit. <laughs> she said, I'm out of here. And so I had to take over her duties. So I, I decided to, that I was going to do a program to take high school students by bus to different colleges. When that's I left how that Columbia, started. Wow. Yes, wow. that's exactly how that started, college wow. tours. I had my first trip in December of 1975. And between then and 2012 or 13, I took 18,000 students to wow. 17 different colleges around New York State, concentrating on Binghamton mm. and uh, Albany a few years ago 2018 i guess wow. it was i received an uh, an honor from them because it was their honorary doc honor uh, 50th anniversary i should say of their educational opportunity program and uh, i was the bus guy i would be bringing up 50 or 100 or 150 That's amazing. kids as it turned out one of the people that i know as a singer named Mara Sanchez uh, she's a wonderful singer when she was telling me that she graduated from Binghamton i said you did she said, yeah, I went up there by bus in 75. I went, you did? You were on my bus. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, were the oh. First, you were on the, my very first bus. Oh, so my that goodness. was So that's always been a part of it, and I've done wow. that. So from college, I didn't, I didn't continue. I became the uh, musical director for uh, an advertising agency. I did all of the dark and lovely commercials uh, at, at a particular time. Uh, wow. For the Lockhart and Pettis advertising agency. I did uh-huh. Gregory Pines live charts. And then in 1985, I met uh, Gordon Parks and stayed with him 20 years as his music assistant.
0: Can Uh, you just, Mario, can you just tell people who are not familiar, who Gordon Parks was?
1: Yes. Folks that are not
0: familiar with this man.
1: Gordon Parks was a legendary Renaissance man who was primarily known as a photographer. He was the first black photographer at Life Magazine. He was born in 1912 in Fort Scott, Kansas, dirt poor. I mean, literally he was born dead. And it was a Dr. Uh, Gordon uh, who revived him and hence his name, (laughs) Gordon Parks. Hmm. He became the filmmaker of uh, The Learning Tree. He became an author, he became a musician, he became a writer, all because he said, this is what I want to do. And he Mm -hmm. paid attention to it. He had no formal training. Kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. He never took a course in how to take a picture. He grabbed the camera and started shooting. Uh, and, and never took a formal class in music. He never he could not read music the way that we normally read music. And so I was his music assistant on three films. He's just a legend. Look up Gordon Parks. You got to look, look him up.
0: Gordon Parks. You got to look him up.
1: If you kind of
0: sort of think you know the name, it's because of Shaft.
1: Yep. The yep. original version. Of Shaft. Absolutely. Shaft is the, is the movie that he directed along with Isaac Hayes. And But the Learning Tree Shaft, Shaft's big school, he did including one for PBS. I mm-hmm. believe it was in 1985. It was called Solomon Northup's Odyssey. Avery Brooks was the, the person in the film who uh, plays Solomon wonderful Northup. Wonderful
0: Avery Brooks.
1: Oh, yes. And years later, it became uh, 12 Years a Slave, the movie that mm-hmm. came out not too long ago. But Gordon had done that in 1985. And so his legacy is one of excellence. It is one of trying it. Do it. Mm. Try it. Try it. (laughs) Do it. Try it. Do it.
0: Yes. Do it. Try it. I mean, you know, we've got all these rules as humans. And it, it really puts you in a box. If you're trying to do what you've been told is the right thing, and it goes against what your your soul is telling you to do, it's like, but it's jail, it's, it is voluntary jail. You're the yep. jailer, you're the, yep. you know, in the jail and you the parole officer, the judge, you're the whole thing. You gotta live your life, you gotta live your life. And based on your terms, not what you think you should do, not what your parents told you to do, not mm-hmm. what your husband tells you to do, your wife, your, your best partner, whatever. You gotta figure out what it is that you wish to do, what burns for you. Yep then do it and figure out a way to do it because you can
1: <laughs> and you will have help doing it there's a, a scripture that the psalm 37 mm-hmm. 4 which says delight in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart what i have concentrated on with people over all these years is make sure it's the desire of your heart and not the desire of your mama's heart or your parents mm-hmm. heart or somebody else's heart your coach's heart your teacher's heart your pastor's heart your, right. your heart right. and that's what's most important Because when you take the journey in that direction, there will be hordes of people to help you. They are assigned to you. If you don't give them the opportunity to do their due, you won't have help. You'll think that I got to do all this by myself. No, not at all. The people who have been mentors in my life appear.
0: Mario, as you said a few times during this interview is, You may feel like, I don't know how I'm going to do something, and you figure it out, and you get help. There's help that is available. All you got to do is ask.
1: That's (laughs) it.
0: You just ask. I need help with this. You can just sit in your room and say it. I need help with this. And you will get help.
1: It's right there. It is waiting on you. If you don't ask, it's just going to sit there. (laughs) You have to go toward it. And it'll smack yeah. you when you die. said, so why did not you call me? Why did you call me? I love that. It'll smack you. And the asking has to be beyond the social norms. I did a retreat mm. years, years ago, back in the, in the mid-90s. On the retreat, there was the person from St. Martin, the island that I just loved. And I didn't know that. It just, my heart just went out to him at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was a painter. And he all during the retreat it was a weekend retreat. He's doing various paintings, and it's beautiful seascapes, landscapes, just stuff he's doing. At the end, he showed it to us, and you know we were like, "Ooh, ah, oh, that's really, really. Oh, wow, that's really." One of the people there said, "Can I have that?" And he said, "Sure." Oh, wow. <laughs> now,
0: oh,
1: okay. now it was. Everyone else is going well. I really loved it, but I never would have asked him for it. I never would have. She said, can I have that? (laughs) He said, sure. (laughs) And I said to everybody else, there's the lesson of I don't have to say anything else. We just spent, you know of 900 hours on this retreat, the lesson comes down to that. Ask, (laughs) it's there for you.
0: Ask, it's it's there for you. And it's like the date that you had that one time who went through the menu and said, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this. This is what we do. We go, I don't want this, I don't want that. And instead of saying, I want this and I would love to have that and I'm making space in my life for that, Mm because you have to make space. Yep. To have it, If if you go, oh, it'll never happen. I couldn't possibly ask, like those people said, I couldn't possibly ask. Well, Miss Thing asked and bang, he gave it to her. So you (laughs) got to (laughs) ask.
1: Just like that, she got it. The other thing is that we will use excuses like age or size or color or gender for not getting something. In other words, we're building a case against ourselves and we're pretty good at that. I mean we're we're like we Perry are. Mason now. We're gonna build a perfect case <laughs> against ourselves. Yeah. Uh, wow. why we can't do something. And it would be dangerous to come into contact with me if you're going to do that. Because I will tear <laughs> the case. <down. laughs>
0: well you know this is like truly what these episodes are about. Are you riding on the right train? Yeah. Riding on the urge. That's the name of these Interviews, mm-hmm. And if this interview wasn't all about that, I don't know what was. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to figure it out and you got to ask. Not only do you ask outside of yourself, you have to ask of yourself,
1: of yourself,
0: of yourself. Yeah. What is it that I want? You know, and I find that we go, oh, you know, I want not be able to pay my mortgage or I want not be able to pay my rent. You got to think bigger than that. You got to think bigger than that. Would you like to have peace in your life? Oh, okay. Would you like abundance? Would you like prosperity? Would you like good health? Like the essence of things, we don't look to the essence of things. We look at the material Mm -hmm. objects. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you are pursuing what you love, that fills you up. And as we've both been saying throughout this is that you will find a way. There will be help. There will be help.
1: Yep, and the help is there, as I said, waiting on you. But also, you have to be a little more clear yes. about what you mean. So, so I said to the group, "How many of you want abundance?" I said, "Yes, we do." How many of you want prosperity? Yes, we do. Right on. And I said, "Abundance of what?" I said, <laughs> I said "You weren't you weren't specific. You you want an abundance of fear? You could have that."
0: I love
1: that. You want an abundance (laughs) of lack? You can have that too. If you want, do you want an abundance of trouble? You can have that too Mm, (laughs) if you want So, you know, what do you want? Clarity, And and I I had to laugh because it was an incident that happened to me (laughs) again years ago, uh, living in this house. uh, I would often take the bus into town to Manhattan. I live in Queens. And as I was looking out the window of the bus, I saw this beautiful, Shiny, beautiful, just gorgeous red sports car, and I said, "Man, I would love to have that sports car in my driveway. Woo, it would look good." Yeah, go on to work or whatever. The next morning, I was awakened to the sound of buzzing, like a saw, buzz saw of some type. When I looked out the window, the my neighbor was having his tree cut in front of his house, which is just next door to mine his daughter parked her red sports car in my driveway to get it out of the way of the falling tree. And so I said, I, I, I just started laughing hysterically. I just started laughing and say, okay, Lord, excuse yeah. me. I need to be more specific. Yes. I want to own the red sports car in my driveway. And God was saying, God was saying I gave you what you said. You said you wanted to have it on yes. your you oh, drive. It. I gave it to you. It so was right there. And I just laughed and laughed and wow. laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. The other thing about it, came just again from observation for the same Q1 bus, Q forty-three bus. Sunday morning, and I'm waiting to go into Manhattan. And there's a deli uh, on that corner. And, you know, sometimes they have leftover food. And there was a piece of of maybe six inch piece of uh, uh, like Italian bread that was just on the street. And there was a little sparrow pecking at it. Within a few seconds, a larger bird came along. A larger blackbird came along, shooed the sparrow out of the way, and it started pecking on it. And then a, a larger blackbird came along with a with a yellow beak and started pecking at it and shooed the other bird away. <laughs> then a pigeon came by oh, <laughs> and started pecking at the at the piece of bread and 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 shooed all the other birds away. Then a seagull came by and shooed the pigeon away, uh, and and you know it was having it all to itself. Then the Q1 bus came along, <laughs> smashed the bread. <laughs> And everybody could eat. So, so I said, sometimes God is like the Q1 bus that says, "When well, you just stop it and just smashes it with the tire. And everybody, everybody oh. could eat. So in very many ways, I look at the pandemic as being like the Q1 bus. <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh, oh, boy.
1: It's like the Q1. OK, everybody's in the same boat. Y'all arguing That's here, right. you're arguing yes. here, you're doing this oh. here, you're doing that. You're divisive here, you're divisive there. I, I am smashing the piece of bread everybody can eat. Yeah. Now, can you imagine if, if all of those birds got together and said, oh, we wish it was the way that it was before when it was just one <laughs> piece of bread and everything was nice? And beautiful. no, y'all were fighting each other for the bread. Oh, my goodness. Now you have enough bread. For everyone to eat. And these are life's lessons that if you if you look, they're there. They mm-hmm. are right there. Mm-hmm. So the universe, God, your spirit, the great spirit says to you, I got plans for you.
0: Yes. Are you listening? Are you paying attention?
1: Aww. So the idea as you put it before, you are the you're the judge, the jury, the warden, the mm-hmm. jailer. The jailer. You're all of that. Yeah. If you insist on keeping your Gifts, talents, and skills in somebody else's box—that mm. is not going to work, not even a little bit. I had just mm-hmm. finished a session in 1978 with Carmen McRae, Buster Williams, Cornell Dupree, Hubert Laws—jazz <laughs> greats, jazz greats, um, Hank Crawford—all uh, all these people were on it, including Grover Washington Jr. Wow we done an arrangement of Mr. Magic that was like a tone poem. It was really, really beautiful. And afterwards, he said, nice charts, man. That was really good. Piano player, who was Jorge Dalto. Jorge Dalto oh, did the solo. the on, heavy. On, 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 yes, on, on This Masquerade. That piano solo was his.
0: Yes.
1: Wow, yes. He said, you could be the next Quincy Jones. And I said, I'd rather be the first Mario Sprass.
0: Oh, and on that note, bam, we're going to bring this to a close. But Please tell our listeners the title of your book and where they can get your book.
1: Yes. The title of the book is Precious and Honored, a Spiritual Handbook for Artists. Uh, it is only 40 pages long. It's a little handbook. It goes into a number 10 envelope and you can get it at preciousandhonored.net, precious, A-N-D, uh, www.preciousandhonored.net.
0: And I will have that in the show notes. So you'll be able to just click the link.
1: Yep, it's there. And it encapsulates all of what I've been talking about because this is what I mentioned to my groups and to to wonderful folks like Jackie over these last many decades. Yeah. It's what what it is that I firmly believe in and trust in. That's the other thing aside from everything else. Uh, Do what you love so you do have the love there, but trust that it will happen for you if it is something that you want.
0: And this goes beyond... Just so because I don't want you all to think, oh well, I'm not an artist. This book no. is not applicable.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: buy his book, y'all. Get that wisdom, have it right in your hand. I cannot thank you enough. Wow. And thank you for being my friend all these years. Oh,
1: you're welcome. My dear. I love you dearly, dearly, dearly. And and it, it's just a mutual thing, baby.
0: I love you too. It's
1: mutual, mutual. mutual.
0: I hope that you enjoyed that and was thoroughly, thoroughly inspired and uplifted by what you heard. If you are in a situation currently that is unfulfilling to you, be it a job or a career you've been pursuing, and you feel like there's something else that you really wanna do or you already know what that is, get quiet, sit still, breathe in and out deeply, and begin to envision what that is that you wish to create. And remember, there's nothing too big. It's only small ideas. Think big and write that down. What is it that you wish to create? Write it down, put it in your phone, speak it out loud to people that are supportive of you and go for it, go for it. Don't delay, start now, even if you plot in your mind what your escape plan is going to be but go for it. This life is meant to be lived to the fullest. Take advantage. No matter what is happening in your life right now, there can always be room to create more. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to visit JackieBirdSpiritualWellness.com. Join my mailing list. I've got workshops coming up, as I mentioned earlier in the program. I have audio books, guided meditation videos and audio and meditation music, everything for inspiration and to help you relieve stress, increase your mindfulness and awareness and presence. And remember to always roll with peace in mind.